second season of the Gem City Gridiron Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Scotch on the Sidelines, Dalton Van Pelt. With me, I have the commish, the people's commish, not Cody Sackett, Zach Stewart. How you doing, sir? Oh, yeah, we got to start it off right. Yeah, not, not whiskey. Uh, I made myself a sex on the beach because it's hot as fuck in my house and it's summertime, so and it's daylight out. So I'm not drinking whiskey. Yeah. G and T gin and tonic. Somebody lock the doors. All right, so uh, we're upgrading a little bit this year. Uh, recording over Zoom. Zach has got his setup. I've got my microphone, headphones plugged in doing a video overlay we've not decided yet if we're going to release the video or not um, but zach is going to be co-hosting with me this year are you excited yeah. oh yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a weekly weekly time just to sit down and chat and bring people on it'll be nice um when we do the bringing guests we can just add them into the zoom and it'll work perfectly plus all of the complaints I've had for myself and others have had about the audio quality of the guests. That should no longer be an issue. Yeah. Um, with, with zoom, it's just got great, great feedback and it's just going to go a lot more smooth and be able to hear, hear all the guests. I know that was hard. We were recording off a of speakerphone last year and mm -hmm. that definitely took a toll and trying to turn up the volume. Yep. Uh, it really wasn't possible to turn up the volume any further. So this should solve all those problems. Uh, we zoomed quite a bit this off season, Zach and I did doing the baseball draft as well as, no, you were in town for the baseball draft. Yeah, I was. Yeah. We, we, we did like some league meeting stuff with Cody and, yep. and NFL, NFL draft. That's what it was. Yep. Yep. Cause uh, zoom really has been a game changer for 2020. Definitely. So how has your 2020 been, Zach? It's been, it's been slow to start the year, but it's been picking up, especially at work. Um, summertime's my busiest season, so it's been, been pretty busy, especially with football um, rocking and rolling now. So can you, busy. I can assume there was a large delay on a lot of your scheduling and most of your job based on COVID. And yeah, everything. summertime stuff was, was a bit um, delayed. Normally we start youth baseball end of April. We didn't start till first week of June. So we wrapped up baseball the first week of August and started football the second week of August. Wow. Not a so, lot of time off for the parents either. No, pretty quick turnaround. So now, um, what else did you do besides your job, which is pretty involved in sports? What all did you do to quell your sports thirst or do other things besides watch baseball and prepare and you know yeah well for the long yeah for the longest time during when there was no sports i mean sarah and i bought a house um so definitely worked on the house quite a bit um a lot of painting a lot of moving stuff a lot of putting stuff new stuff in um so been mainly working on the house for the longest time before sports started and then we were still waiting for baseball to get going and we got the baseball draft done and been playing baseball and been pretty fun but pretty stressful um weekly game but also daily um just for I a little just, bit of clarification zach is referencing the fantasy baseball league which has been named the gem city pennant yeah and then um i've just i've done a lot of drafting once once kind of things settled down where they agreed games were getting going Started doing drafts, a lot of mock drafts. Joined a bunch of ESPN leagues just to draft against people, see where players are going. Um, just been trying to stay busy on keeping up on all the news and just excited for the draft. How many teams do you have this year? Like legit teams? Yeah. Well, the ESPN leagues, I just – I drafted for fun. I probably won't be paying attention to them, but I've done like 13 of those. Jesus. Usually like one every – like two a week just over lunch. They only take like an hour. And then obviously everyone knows I play in those Vegas leagues, um, but they're mainly all, all online this year. And I've done quite a bit of those, just they're small $35 ones, but I've got about 14 of those. Jesus. So you're sitting at like 20 something leagues. Yeah. 
28. But you don't really care about no, I don't care ESPN. About the yeah. And then you got your work league. Ones. Yeah. I'll probably have about all in, probably about 18. Wow. Well, couldn't pick a better co-host, I suppose. You're going to be pretty <laughs> well, involved in fantasy. Well in all the news. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, now that we've got that order of business taken care of, what have you found yourself watching most this summer? Baseball, basketball, or hockey? I know some of them came back at different times. Yeah, um, I haven't watched a whole lot of hockey. Don't usually watch a whole lot of hockey. The only time I watch hockey is if I ever go to a game in Denver. Um, sporadically watched the NBA, not a whole bunch. Um, um, definitely watched a lot more baseball than I have in the past few years, uh, so especially since we, you know, we're playing in the Jim City pennant. Um, got a lot more, a lot more stake in the game, and it's just it's a lot more fun to watch. Um, all the stuff that they're doing in the games, you know, seven inning doubleheaders and just weird different rules, universal DH and nobody in the stands except like cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just been a lot more interesting. They've definitely tried a whole lot of different stuff for baseball, which they've needed to do for a while. I'm starting to feel the pain a little bit of Matt and the reason, a large reason why he quit fantasy football, where, um, I've got a pitcher starting right now as we're taping this and <laughs> it's causing me a lot of stress. It's on my TV screen right there. Got Tony Gonsolin throwing the pill and I, Watching your pitcher in fantasy baseball is very oh, stressful. Oh, gosh. I'd rather watch a batter. Oh, yeah. Because a batter, I mean, you're lucky if they get two points. But a pitcher, they could go from 12 to negative 10 so fast. Yeah. Glad Otani's not pitching anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was stressful. Yeah. Only two starts, both in the negatives. I'm glad he's just batting now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've watched so much baseball. I have not watched a single hockey game. Uh, I watched some basketball last night. The yeah. I watched uh, Lakers, Blazers. Yeah, oh, I mainly me. just watch highlights on those that I usually get in the morning. But I don't think the TV product of basketball has been all that great so far this year. No, it's different. Yeah. But I usually don't watch a whole lot of NBA anyway. Really? Not really. Oh, you're a college basketball fan. Yeah, college basketball is way more my, my speed. Okay. Way more my speed. So, first order of business. Let's talk about these quarterbacks in new places. Yeah. Where would you like to start? Uh, we can start with the obvious. I mean, we can start, you know, with Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, moving over to Tampa. Um, now, how do you think that affects that offense? I really don't know. I mean, a lot of those players, those skill positions of Evans and Godwin um, really thrived with Jameis because it was YOLO ball and um, they're playing down all the time. So Jameis has to throw it 40, 45 times. Whereas, so it's a lot of negative game script, whereas Tom's going to supposedly come in and you're have a lot more positive game script, but I, I just don't, I don't trust the running backs enough where I think, Brady's going to be the same way, and you're going to get into your playmakers. He's never had those kind of playmakers in the past, minus that 07 year when he had Moss. Um, and he, obviously he went nuts that year. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that'll be good for them. I don't think they'll be as efficient um, like those players. I think they're going to have both great years. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be on the pace – that they had last year. I like think they, efficient might be the wrong word. I think they're not going to have quite as much volume, but I think yeah, they're yeah. – Yeah, more positive game strip. They're going to try to run the ball more. They're, um, I think Godwin will still be okay. I mean, he's the slot guy, and um, it should be fine. I think they're still both potentially – like, crazy thing, an offense could have two top 12 wide receivers, which they were last year, um, at least on a points per game. But – they, they could do it. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be crazy. Um, you know, I really wish I would have looked at that 07 year to look at Welker and uh, Randy Moss and look at their numbers. But, I mean, it's a completely different offensive scheme, wouldn't you think, moving in with Bruce Arians? Yeah. 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 No risk it. No, no biscuit with Bruce Arians. Um, so, we'll, we'll see if Tom can throw it, throw it down the field. Obviously, he's, he hasn't had those weapons to throw it down the field. So, we'll see if – that 43-year-old shoulder can hold up with the deep ball. 
Now, on, on the topic of those running backs, I like that Ronald Jones, the second's draft position, all that risk and that uncertainty is baked into his ADP. And yeah. in terms of the other two being Keyshawn Vaughn and LaShawn McCoy, um, I don't think LaShawn McCoy is worth drafting at all. You can just skip him. The only way he gets relevance is we're not going to know that out the gate, and I don't think he's going to even have decent starting time or snaps. The only thing I can think about McCoy is that, I mean, obviously, who, whichever running back Brady wants on the field, that's going to be the running back, especially on third down. Um, that's the only thing I can think about McCoy. McCoy could be the third down back just because he is a veteran. He can block. And, I mean, I've, I've seen McCoy get taken in drafts, but it's, you know, round – 17, 18. For our purposes, no, no one should draft LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, and so it's a lot of uncertainty. Um, by that, I almost don't think it, Keyshawn Vaughn is uh, – he's maybe worth like a last-round flyer in our league. Yeah, he's a late flyer. I mean, chase the upside. I mean, that's all you can really do. I mean, all, the, all those running backs have risk. Now, moving on to Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina, how do you think that affects Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore? I don't know. Um, it's been so long since we've seen like Teddy Bridgewater play like a full year. You know, we had the little five game sample size last year with the Saints, and obviously the Saints have you know great skill players and Kamara, Latavius Murray, and Michael Thomas. So obviously he can. Michael Thomas didn't take a step back when Teddy Bridgewater came in. So I think that's still a positive thing for DJ Moore. Same with Alvin Kamara. Um, I think that what's going to happen, I mean, they have the new head coach and was it Matt Rule mm-hmm. from um, Baylor. Baylor and he, he coached in the big, big 12. They're going to throw the ball. Um, same with Joe Brady from LSU. He's the, the OC. So I don't see them dropping off much. I think they're both solid. I don't think I, 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 I want to see how well Teddy does. I mean, there's not a whole lot after those two. I want to see what changes, but I think they'll be fine. At the end of the day, if you look at who is throwing the ball to Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and for that. Yeah, it's still yeah. an upgrade from Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen. I, think. I mean, yeah, even Curtis Samuel might have yeah. some better production coming up yeah. this year. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not afraid of any of those guys. Goddamn dogs. Don't, Don't worry. I'm some around <laughs> neighborhood life. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think Chris McCaffrey, I, there's no worries in my head with Teddy Bridgewater. If anything, he's going to catch more balls with Teddy Bridgewater because Teddy has been known to just do the short route West Coast game. You're going to say he's going to catch more balls? He got like 110 last year. I mean, it's regression to the mean, but at the same time, Teddy's not going to take away from his value whatsoever. Not, he's not going to take away from either of those values. I'm not no. afraid of it. No. Um, in terms of Teddy himself, you're looking at a quarterback two, yeah. maybe not even draftable. And then he's a streamer in our league. We only play one quarterback. Um, most Tom, time that people take him, it's two quarterback league. Right. And Tom Brady is barely a QB one. Yeah. As well. Only with the weapons. That's the upside. It could be quarterback one with those, with the weapons. It, but I can guarantee you, I, uh, Guarantee is a strong word. Maybe I should have used a strong word. I guarantee that Tom Brady is not going to have a better fantasy season than Jameis Winston last year. Guarantee it. Oh, well, he'll throw less than 30 interceptions. That's true. I don't know if he'll throw 30 touchdowns, though. Yeah, that's true as well. I uh, One of those receivers is going to catch 12 to 15 touchdowns. That's a call. One of them has to. That's a lot. That's a lot of touchdowns. Well, what what's Tom's average? What's like his 20, average touchdowns? Probably 28. You think – what do you think? Plus 12 and a half on one of those two receivers? I'd t- I think they could both hit 10. All right. 12 is a lot. Like, even with – I don't have the number on the top of my head, but even Gronk, like the year that he was saw, I think Gronk only caught like 12. No, he had 17. He was 17? No way. Gronk had 17 one year. I'm pulling this up. I don't believe that for a second. All right. I will take one of the Tampa receivers for positive 12.5. 
Just one, not uh, j- just Either. the receiver. Yep, one of those receivers will catch more than 12 and a half touchdowns. I'll give you credit. Yeah, Gronk did catch 17 one year. 2011, that's a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Time ago. Um, but that's the only time he's done it. And then Randy Moss obviously caught like, what, 20? Yeah, 23. That was the record. Yeah. 12 and a half, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I, I think they can both catch double digits. Don't I mean, but you're also, I mean, you got to think, I mean, he's going to have some, some tight end touchdowns and – I mean, well, they still yeah. do have Howard and Brait, so and and Gronk, yeah, and Gronk. So I mean, I don't know. It's a lot. Um, I I went to take the over on twelve and a half. Speaking of which, not to get off topic, what do you think about Gronk? I don't think he's an every down player. So I agree. He's old. He'll he'll be a target in the red zone. Would it surprise me if he catches six touchdowns? No, but so, he's not. He's not going to catch. If he catches 50 balls, I'd be surprised. Do you think people have started to drop him on their rankings? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Like, right when he came back, I've, like, I mean, I've been doing a lot of drafts. I've seen Gronk, like, when he came back, people were taking him early. Now he's, you know, double-digit round. He's, he's where he should be now. Yeah, he's a, he's a mid – he's a – him go, like, average probably tight end 15. I think he's somewhere in the Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram area, somewhere around there. Yeah. And even that's a stretch for myself personally, but if you drafted him there, it's not the end of the world. I would take him – I wouldn't feel comfortable if he's my only tight end. Correct. If you're taking Gronk, you want to take two. Or three. Or three. <laughs> yeah. if, basically, this year, I think it's a pretty good strategy based on what I've seen in the mocks that I've done and the drafts that I've done. If you don't have Kittle, Kelsey – Ertz Andrews, you better take more than one tight end. If not, not two, bad. sometimes three. Not a bad strategy. Now, moving on, Philip Rivers moved his him and uh, nine children to Indianapolis. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, I think those players will be fine. I mean, I think the biggest upgrade is – Obviously, Keen, uh, not Keenan Allen. Uh, <laughs> Ey Hilton, the equivalent of a Keenan Allen. Um, I think he'll be. I think he'll have a solid year. I think um, he's going to have the most effect on the the wide receiver and tight end. Um, they have a great offensive line, so I think the value of those players. I think they'll all have solid years. I'm not afraid of Philip Rivers, but he is that that quarterback two tier. Yeah. You know, for me. Uh... T.Y., what has always freaked me out about T.Y. Hilton is the injury concerns, but um, yeah, Phillip definitely is an upgrade Yeah, he's for an upgrade. T.Y. Oh, yeah. Now, I think the offense is going to have just about the same production. Maybe like an extra 5% uptick, and that's, well, that's so, about it. Yeah, well, they're so run heavy. They got two, good, two three really good backs. I mean, and they're going to keep doing that. Yeah, they're they're gonna they have the best offensive line. They're gonna they're gonna run the ball with Mac and Taylor and even Hines. I mean, throw the ball a little bit, but I mean they're they're so run heavy. That that's the thing. Like they're gonna have a lot of positive game script, hopefully, and they probably won't. They're Rivers ain't gonna throw it thirty times a game. I think you're looking at excuse me. I think you're looking at three draftable options, and everything else is a dart throw. Yeah, you got Ty. Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. Everything outside of that is just a dart throw. Yeah. Who else are we forgetting? There's got to be a couple more. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Cam is he Newton. the week one starter? Yeah. I think it's pointing that direction as well. As much as I wanted Bill to look at Stidham for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Stidham's been dealing with some injuries, so. Yeah, the reports are pretty much indicating that Cam is going to be the week one starter. Even though they haven't announced it, he's playing like he's the starter. He's he's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a first overall pick. He's been an MVP. I mean, I mean he's got to be healthy. That, that's it. I mean, he's a great player. If he's healthy, he's he's a great player. Now, I think for New England, there are four draftable players outside of Cam. Okay. I'm thinking – that is about it. I, I know there's going to be somebody who takes a flyer on the wide receiver, but 
Uh, I think all three running backs are a flyer. James yeah. White is probably the safest. Right? Yep, he's probably the safest, especially with a, a rushing quarterback. It gives a little more value to a speedy running back. Yeah. James White is traditionally a receiver before a runner. He's played, playing the I'm – not, I'm not comparing him to McCaffrey, but he's he, – like. Cam, he's, that's the role. Yeah, that's the role he's going to play. He's going to dump down. He's, he's going to – James White's going to catch 65 balls. It, he's, that's what he does. Yeah. 60-plus passes every year. So, it's Edelman. It's White. It's Sony Michelle who's doing, dealing with some soft tissue injuries, uh, as always. And then Damian Harris. Yeah, that's about it. And then right. flyers at yeah. Go ahead. If you, if you like a receiver, but they're all going to be late rounders. Most of those, the only single digit round players are Edelman and James White. Everyone else is a double digit round yep. player. Which is so. sad because Sony Michelle had so much potential, and I just can't get off of him. But I think this year I'm off. Yeah. Who else are we forgetting? There's got to be somebody else. Um. You got Tannehill with his first full season. Yeah. Minshew with his full first full season. You you could say Nick Foles. He yeah. Um, he's, in, Bears, he's in Chicago. Yep. Yeah. The Bears traded for Nick Foles. The Nick Foles lottery keeps going. Um, the last report, which came out this morning, is that the Bears are non-committal on a uh, starting quarterback for Week One at this time. At that point, I, I yeah. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, not a whole lot of Bears talk. <laughs> uh, no. Allen Robinson and Dave Montgomery, and uh, this is a later topic, but I might as well get to it now. Dave Montgomery is out for three to five weeks expected of the regular season. Do you remember exactly what that injury is? Strained groin. I read two to four. He potentially could be ready by opening day. Um, two, two weeks would give him an opening day shot, um, but – fine. I think in my draft rankings, personally, I'm going to knock him down a spot or two based on this injury because you never know what the recovery time is going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, two to four weeks. Um, we'll see how it, how it pans out. I mean, they haven't signed anybody, so that, that's obviously a positive, positive news. Um, I don't think there's any other quarterbacks that change spots. Um, nope. Got the Jordan Love signing. All the Packers fans are sad about that. We got uh, the – the opt-out deadline came and went. There was mostly small names, guys who were on roster bubbles. Uh, the one large name that affects fantasy, as everyone should know, was Damian Williams. Yep. Which makes Clyde Edwards hilarious. Draft stock go through the roof. Yes. Through the roof. Yep. He's first-round pick, probably. Uh, yep. He's, he's top ten, no doubt. He's a first-rounder. Someone will take him somewhere. Um, he'll like he'll likely go higher than anyone expected let's see yeah we'll see how people people react to it some people i mean it's all it's it's still a rookie running back with no preseason so you got to taper expectations a little bit too honestly moving on to the next topic uh unlike last year where we had a plethora of serious injuries that knocked a lot of players out yeah. It's, it's really just been minor soft tissue issues between ankles and hamstrings and stuff mm -hmm. like that. There's really been no big news on large scale injuries. No, the only one that I just, I just got a notification. Um, is uh, the Eagles first round pick Jalen Rager injured his shoulder at practice. Um, and reports are that he will not need surgery, but is out at least four weeks. Okay, that's something to keep in mind for one of your late-round sleepers. Yeah, we're two weeks away, so he could potentially miss the first two weeks of the season. Um, but there hasn't been a whole lot of injuries. Um, and going back to the opt-outs, a lot of Patriots opted out. Mm -hmm. um, but they're more like fullback, and their defense is definitely going to take a hit. Um, they've had a lot of linebackers opt out. So – and another piece of news came out. I'm not sure if it was yesterday or this morning, but Debo Samuel is trending towards 100%. I don't buy anything Shanahan Jr. says. 
<laughs> they do have a problem keeping their wide receivers healthy. That is sure. Shanahan is the equivalent of Bill Belichick. That's they they don't they don't talk. And if they do talk, I don't I don't believe it for a second. Fair enough. Well, they saw him full sprinting on the side of practice yesterday. Yeah, that's good. I think it was a Jones fracture in his foot. So yep. um, it happened a while ago. So there's I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be playing at some point in the year. The, the question is if they put him on the pup to start the year. Right, right. They have and if they do, that's an automatic six weeks, if I remember the rule correctly. Yeah, automatic six. Um, but it looks like we missed the topic here. Um, oh, yes. We, yeah, we missed one. You want to take a – maybe take a quick break and – And we'll back come in. back. Now that – I feel like we – yeah, I feel like we've hit all the news so far. Now we're going to break into topics. All right, we'll be right back. Check it, I'm making wallflower blossom when I'm walking through the causeway Talking to apostles and they costume watching cosplay Missing all the orcs up on the porches, they consolidate You wanna see your vision, get our polished dog to follow me To hollow out Apollo's all right. sitting in the we are back Hopefully, this recording worked out just fine And you guys didn't have to listen to us get up and leave And Poured myself a glass of whiskey. Nice. All right. Let's get back into it. Where'd we leave off, Zach? Oh, talking about just teams in general. Um, We talked about, I mean, in the break, we talked about, obviously, I'm a Steelers fan. Dalton's a Dallas fan. Um, Is there a team that you're kind of having high expectations for, minus Dallas? Let's see. I am excited to see just how good the Seahawks are. I think they're going to have a bounce back year this year. Yeah. And I think they are a Super Bowl contender. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what do you think about Dallas? High hopes? Uh, yeah, as always. There's no reason why they shouldn't be a playoff team. But they always choke. So. <laughs> yeah, obviously I have high expectations for Pittsburgh with Ben coming back. Um Hopefully you can see a full healthy team. Connor battled injuries last year. Juju battled injuries. So we'll see how, how they do um, with them coming back. I have high expectations. It's going to be tough with that division, obviously. Team that I – there's a few. I, 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 I want to see how they play. Um, I, like, I like the Seattle pick, I do. Um, I want to see – I think the Rams can take a big step. Ooh. Same division. I think they can take a big step. They got they got rid of Gurley, but and we're going to touch on this in the next topic. I mean, they got two young running backs. Um, got to see which one pans out. Um, they lost Brandon Cooks. Um, they got they got two two really great receivers. They have two really good tight ends. Their defense is solid. You have Ramsey and Donald. I mean, in, two years ago they, they were in the Super Bowl. So I mean, mm-hmm. same coach, same quarterback, same system. Um, it's just such a tough division. The Niners are so good. The Cardinals are going to be better. It's but with the with the playoff expansion, because um, each team each each conference gets another team in the playoffs. Um, I forgot I, about that. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me that that entire NFC West makes the playoffs. It's possible <laughs> now. Yep, it is. It, most yeah, it's possible. I mean, one team can win it, and then there's still. Um, three wild card spots. So it would not surprise me if every team in the NFC West gets in this year. I am pretty excited for your Steelers and having big Ben back and seeing what that means for that offense. Because I mean, they were very neutered throwing ducks and stuff, you know, by duck Hodges. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see them play. Um, It's been, you know, Ben went out week, week two last year, week one, but it's been a long time coming. I want, Everyone had high expectations for them last year, and it just didn't work out just how injuries and how the NFL goes. But, again, in that new expanded format, Pittsburgh would have made the playoffs last year at 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, So, yep. great defense. Um, with the duck. With the duck. With the duck. But I, I agree with your Seattle pick. Um, I, I like the Rams. Um, so, that's my – I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those – all four teams make the playoffs. So, for us, we're going to – The Cardinals, not sure – um, but it wouldn't surprise me if 
three of those teams make it in. So for us, we are going to be watching a lot of two o'clock football because we are very excited at, to see how the NFC West shakes that's out. When, that's when the good games are, two o'clock. Yeah, yeah, if you say so. Yeah. All right. So speaking of the NFC West, yep. we've got the Daryl Henderson versus Cam Akers situation. Yep. Both are both second, third round picks. So they both they spent capital on them. Um, that's why they let Todd Gurley go. Um, obviously, they believe in believe in the young guys. Um, obviously, they, they cut Gurley before the draft, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year, they took Daryl Henderson in the third round. Um, this year, Cam Akers in the second. Um, Cam Akers is more of the traditional running back, whereas Henderson is more of a scat back, but still – Still solid, um, and that's not to say that Cam Akers can't catch the ball. Based on no. based on what we know about him, he should have no problem on third down. And I trust Sean McVay to get players in the right spot. I'm not um, worried about that. It's just a matter of figuring out which one you actually want the draft now. Um, which one on ADP? Obviously, Cam Akers is going. He's the projected starter. He's the rookie, um, so he's going higher, much higher. Way yeah. Um, he's going single digit rounds, whereas Henderson's going more double digit rounds. So speaking of which Henderson has had quite a few soft tissue injuries over these months of the summer, currently dealing with one as well. So, um, we've got our classic Tevin Coleman, Devante Freeman argument going on. If you remember that. And, uh, everyone thought it was Tevin Coleman because he was a higher draft pick. He had the pedigree played for a bigger school. And then, out of nowhere, here comes Devontae Freeman after Tevin Coleman gets hurt. Yeah, I would consider, I guess, Freeman would be the Cam Akers in that sense. Like, just based on body type, body type the way he plays. He can, can't catch the ball. Freeman's no – I mean, he can catch the ball. Um, whereas Henderson's a smaller back like Tevin Coleman. Can still run between the tackles, but a prolific pass catcher. Yeah. Henderson's out of Memphis, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, honestly, if you wanted to make this part of your draft strategy, you could get them both reasonably. And that's another thing, like, we want to talk about, you know, how do you think no preseason is going to affect this year? Mm-hmm. This is one in particular instance you don't know. Like, you have no clue. You don't know, you don't know if it's Cam Akers. You don't know if it's Daryl Henderson. Um, again, you can try to get both. You can try to get one. Um, that I think that's definitely going to be the biggest piece on no preseason, not not knowing what situations um, players are going to play in. Yep, especially the teams with new offensive coordinators, new head coaches. We have no idea what these teams are going to look like. New players and new systems. That that's been a big thing. Of, like I don't know if you listen to Fantasy Focus. Um, nope, not anymore. Nope. I listen to it. I mean, it's just I listen to football podcast all day at work so it's just one on the list um Matthew Barry's been preaching this year um that he wants players that played with the same system with the same quarterback um that's just one thing Uh, safer that way it's safer yeah I mean compared to like we talked about the NFC West like Hopkins is in Arizona he didn't play with um Kyler Murray last year so and we'll talk about him a little bit later on. Yeah, he's like so. A lot of the guys, if you see Barry's rankings, like he lowers guys that don't play in the same system. Like obviously, he still has Hopkins as a top six, five or six wide receiver, but he would rather have some of those guys that played in the same system than someone that moves. Right, and I think that makes it even harder this year to figure out what in the hell to do with these rookie wide receivers. Yeah. And that's the thing, like with preseason, like you might not be as scared to take a guy that switched teams because they've have game game have, have played preseason games. Right, right, right. But rookie wideouts. Yeah. That's and rookie running backs. It's just, it's a crapshoot right now. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what's going to happen. Something I've really noticed on Roto world. Um, Zach, if you wouldn't mind pulling that up. If you guys have never heard of Roto World, this is the resource that all of us use. They literally have everything. Every single piece of news that gets reported out by any journalist that's worth a fuck 
or wow, that's my first curse word of the of the season. Well, well, it only well placed. Like Thirty five minutes. Well placed. And uh, Roto World has everything. I think it's uh, owned by NBC. NBC Sports. Yep, and they have everything from every news person and everything off of Twitter from every beat reporter yep. you can think of. Just go to Anna. Like obviously, you can see they have so many different tabs. Um, NFL, NBA, MLB. Click the NFL, and you can scroll down. You can see. Uh, looks like Broncos signed a linebacker, formerly of the Steelers. Mark Barron, first-round pick by the St. Louis Rams back in the day. Tampa Bay. Oh, sh- Number seven pick. I messed that up that bad? Oh, he played for the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl. That's why I thought of him. He's played for a bunch of teams. So there's tons of articles on Roto World you can see. like they have, I listen to the Roto World podcast every, every week that they put it out. Um, do you listen to that one? No, um, I've honestly been listening to a lot of uh, the Dan Levitard show and what is the other one I listen to nonstop? Uh, talking Baseball. So for, I found, for me personally, I take what the opinionists say uh, from uh, fantasy football world way too heavily. Yeah, that's why I listen to so many different people. I like to hear like everyone's little take, but I like to make my own decisions. Right, um, right. Um, I look obviously everyone looks at their own projections on NF on the, on our website that we use. Everyone listens to like the most common one is ESPN. Um, everyone has who they like to listen to, um, but obviously it's your decision at the end of the day. Um, so. And speaking of that, funny enough, now that I mentioned that, the reason why I haven't been listening to Fantasy Focus Football Podcast this year. So I like to listen to a podcast called Talking Baseball, and yep. they went on a rant about how bad Dylan Bundy has been. Well, I had drafted Dylan Bundy because I kind of saw some upside. I dropped him before the season started, and then he became the number one pitcher in all of fantasy baseball. So I should, I should not listen to podcasts personally. Yeah, I mean, you, you still got to take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, and I fail to do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it, it might influence you, like what you're doing in that second. Like, obviously, you drop Dylan Bundy. Um, like, you got to be able to. I give myself a little bit of time to process like what they're saying. Like, I usually try to not to make rash rash decisions while listening to a podcast. That's exactly what I like, did. Oh, this guy sucks, but. Um, no, I just I like to listen. I like listen to different people's opinions. Um, but obviously, at the end of the day, it's yeah, and I, yeah. I mean, you may you have to make your own choice anyway. Yep. All right. So if you guys do make your way over to Roto World, you'll see that lately there's been a firestorm for kickers. So uh, outside of like the ESPN's top 10 kickers, good luck figuring out who's kicking where and who's going to be the kicker, um, which is just another reason that we point at when we say, do not draft the kicker until your final round. Yeah. There is no reason to draft a kicker until the final round. Unless they're the, unless you know they're the top three kickers. I mean, people are going to pull those like well, Butker. Who are, who are the top three kickers? Butker, Tucker, and – Probably Zerline. Zerline, yeah, probably. Because he's now in Dallas, which is a little bit better of an offense. Top three scoring offenses, yeah. Yep. I guess outside of those three, you really shouldn't be picking a kicker until much, much later. Yeah. Man, I need to go back and listen to one of these episodes because I had remembered that I had broken down a statistic I had found that helps you point towards a better kicker. And now I can't remember where that is in my Google Sheets or what, but – I'll revisit that again this year once I figure out which equation I had to come up with. All right. So how do you think the preseason will affect the regular season this year? Is there anything else besides just the, the uncertainty that comes with positional uh, battles and. Yeah. Positional battles definitely going to make it a, a, a hard spot, especially what we've talked about Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Like we don't know which bears quarterback starting. That that said, um, who cares which Bears quarterback is starting? That's true. what should be said. I the one other thing I can't decide if no preseason is going to be like if it's going to make like the first two weeks just like 
sloppy, like low scoring games, or if they're sloppy where defenses don't know what the hell's coming and like, or it's just going to be shootout city. Like I, I I truly don't know. I think I would take a bet on the fact that defenses are not going to be quite as good to start the season. Yeah. Um, And I also think that the injury bug is going to come really hard for the first two weeks. Yeah, it could. Uh, People haven't test tested, like they haven't gone full speed or, They've been sitting out of practice. I get that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on. We've how long we've we been on now? It's probably been a minute, huh? I do not. I don't have. I don't have a time. I have around. no idea. I'm not wearing a watch for once either. Anyway, let's keep moving. I hope you guys are still listening. And if you're not, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep making this because I enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take the floor here, Zach, on the new members who have joined the Gem City Gridiron. So new members this year, um, two, I wouldn't classify, classify as new members. Um, one is Dark Horse. Um, Dark Horse, uh, Garrett Brinkman, uh, brother of Stuart Brinkman, um, joined last year after one member did not show up at the draft. Um, and, one of my favorite $30 investments of all time. Yes. Um, but Dark Horse, he's back, um, he's back for a full year. Garrett um, gets to draft his own team this year. Um, so people get to know him. He played in the, the league last year. Um, kudos to him for not finishing last place. Um, so he'll be returning. I wouldn't classify him as a new member. Um, and, and then we have a returning member, um, Heath Sims. Speed kills. Uh, speed kills. Uh, now his team name is Jake from State Farm. Um, so uh, he played the first couple years in the league. Um, he's back. I, think, I believe he played the first three. Um, took some time off. Um, he's back, um, replaced, uh, Matt and Bill. We've talked about in the previous podcast, um, around the NFL draft, I believe. Um, so those guys, um, are filling in. So two, two guys returning, filling in for two guys that left. And then we have, um, two other members. So, um, we have, um, Christopher lean who works with Dalton and, he took over for Big Mike. And then we had another member, um, Aaron Bradley, was joining the league, but then things happened at work. Nobody's ever met him. It wasn't a whole big deal that, that he stepped away. Um, so we replaced him um, with a guy named Drew. Um, he is a longtime friend of the Brinkmans as well. Um, he asked me a while back if there was still an opening spot, that they had a guy that wanted to play. Um, so I, I promptly got him in. Um, and I believe his team is a one hit wonders. Um, so excited to meet him. Um, still getting him into the league page. I don't think he's very active on Facebook very much. Um, we'll, we'll get everyone to get talking at the draft and be able to get all that stuff squared away. Um, so technically there's four new members, two, which have played in the league before. Um, some people have not played with Heath. Um, everyone's played with Garrett except the except Drew and uh, Chris, or we just call him Lean, I guess. That's yep. All it goes by. So um, Lean and Drew are people that not, neither of us, no one has played, and then the other two um, we've played in some sort of capacity. So we're 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 excited that a couple more people are joining the league. It's a bummer to lose folks, um, but things things happen and life moves on, and um, maybe they'll be back someday. It wouldn't surprise me. Bill, Bill might make a, 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 an appearance of the draft is what I've heard. Yeah, there might be a little bit of love taxi, maybe the night before, the night after. We'll, we'll yeah. see how things go. Um, we're probably going to get a little schmammered on Saturday night. If anybody else wants to join us, that's probably going to happen. Yeah. Uh, have you thought of any rule changes? I'll be honest. Um, I actually really enjoy where our league is at right now, um, minus yeah. the $100 buy-in that I've been pushing for for years now, but – um, is there, is there anything you think that we need to visit? The only thing that there's, I don't think there's any rule chains. No. Um, the only thing is like, it, like everyone's been preaching on every single podcast that I've listened to. What do you do if for some reason the season gets canceled or postponed? Ooh. Um, and I've, I've, there's a lot of different ideas that I've heard of. Um, the only thing that, people have suggested is 
change your tiebreakers to points four so higher scoring teams get rewarded rather than head to heads. Um, and then most of the places that have said, if si most places deem a season complete uh, after six weeks, um, six weeks, people like every, like it's a good, good sample size. Um, so after six weeks, um, if the season say is canceled anytime after six weeks, the highest scoring team wins, not the best record. Cause you might not have played everybody. You might've played two teams that have been, that were the bottom of the barrel or you played the top two teams. So that's what I've seen at least in um, like if, if a season does not complete um, the highest scoring team is rewarded with the championship. Um, I think that my personal opinion is that we should continue with the uh, matchup rule for tiebreaker this season. Um, I think with the amount of teams that make the playoffs and just the way our league is set up, I really, really, really enjoy the matchup. Well, I totally agree with that. I'm saying if the season were to get canceled. Oh, week. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally good with the, the top three teams points-wise. That's, that's who gets paid. That's where we pay out. First yep. highest points, they, they're the league champion. Yep. They're second, third, third. Yep. Um, if it, the season doesn't complete, I think we throw out all the rules yeah, and it's just top three think, scores. Otherwise, I think we stay status quo. I'm not too worried about any of that other stuff. Now, in terms of – so, funny enough, I don't, it depends on your political leaning, I guess, but it, the joke around work has been uh, that the second the election comes, COVID's going to disappear. But say COVID doesn't disappear. What ideas have you had on that regard? In what aspect, if roster construction? I think, I mean, everyone we've talked about, um, and again, I've listened to podcasts, and Dalton and I have actually talked about this is adding, um, especially just for COVID. Um, we, we never have a reserve spot, like an IR spot, um, because our roster is so deep. Um, we have talked about adding an IR spot. Um, or two, we haven't decided on a number. We can talk about that at the draft. Um, but that IR spot can be designated strictly for people that on your team that test positive for COVID. Um, so if, say, Dalton has Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott comes down with COVID, he can put um, Dak on his IR list, and then he can freely add another position to replace him um, without dropping Dak Prescott. Once Dak Prescott is cleared to return, he would have to activate him from his IR spot, which would in have to drop someone off his active roster because he has to stay under that 17 roster limit. Um, that's been a popular thing I've seen in a lot of home leagues that they, they talk about home leagues. Um, that's the most common is to give yourself a little bit more option. At that point, if we have two IR spots and you have three people test positive, that's your choice. You can drop somebody or you can stash them, but I, it just depends on the number that we allow. Um, and that's, that'll, that'll come down to vote. And I think that might be our only thing that is being voted on this year. And I think, it, and that's the thing, like it's, people are just going to have to deal with it. Um, and, and, and we have to make sure like to only use the IR spot strictly for people placed on COVID. Like, I don't want people placing someone that is out three weeks with a bum knee. Um, right. it's, it's that won't only, be a thing. It's only going to be strictly for COVID. Um, so that's the one thing that we'll want to talk about at the draft. Um, what, what number, if we want one or two, I don't think I'd want any more than two, just my personal opinion. Um, but we can talk about it at the draft. I think, I think two is good. Okay. And we can talk about I mean, it there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. That's the only thing I would say for any, that would be like the rule change. And that would be a this year only. Um, we would take IR away the following year. So 2020, 2021 only. 2021. Oh, I mean, season 2020 slash 2021. Okay, gotcha. So now Zach, I'd like to Bring okay. back a segment from last year that was pretty effective. I know you kept track of my stats last year. I was pretty damn good at this game. 
Yes. Um, so if you want to pull up the ESPN standard rankings for the top 12 running backs. Now, um, I think the best way to do this based on the differences in talent would be that neither of us can pick one through three. Okay. So we all know McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott are about 95% chance that they are a top 12 running back. Yep. So, Zach, between spots four and 12, I would like you to pick a running back you do, not, you do believe, you guarantee, will be a top 12 running back. Guarantee. Man, it's a lot of hard ones. Um, so for anybody that can't see this, um, for anybody on the podcast, 4 through 12 is Kamara, Cook, Henry, Edwards, Hilaire, which is the rookie, Eckler, Mixon, Chubb, Aaron Jones, and Kenyon Drake. Um, I, the person that is a lock. Yep. You're lock to be top 12. I'll, I'll take, I'll take the chance. I'll go the rookie. He's a top, he's a top 12. Um, with, with Damian Williams opting out, Clyde Edwards, Alaire is, he'll be a top 12 running back. I, that's a, it's a, it's not a crazy take right now, but he is ranked seven, eight. Um, but I do think he, like, there, there's the range of outcome where he could be a top three back, just because. I, like, I 100% agree. He, we could be going into next year with him being the number one running back. Could, could be. Um, I am going to take an even spicier take, slightly spicier based on these rankings. But I think in the grand scheme of things, it is a spicier pick. I think that this running back who plays for a team with a former Pro Bowl quarterback or a rookie quarterback, it's not sure yet. Huh? Yeah. I, th I think Austin Eckler is a lock to be a top 12 running back. Okay. I, I, I like that. I like that. What about who's not a top 12 running back in this Ooh. list? You want me to go? Sure. It's harder for me, and I'll just pick last. Um, oh, it, it, I bet you this one's going to hurt. I think I know where you're going. This is going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's Nick Chubb. Yeah. You're, I saw Nick your Chubb. mouse hover over it. I know that's your boy. I love Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt scares the piss out of me. Yes. Um, as he should. Yeah. If Kareem Hunt's on any other team, Kareem Hunt is a first-round, second-round pick. Mm -hmm. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, we saw what he did in, in Kansas City. Uh, but Nick Chubb, he's not a top-10 running back for me this year. I, I, I like him. I do but it's just not. All right. I don't know if this is an easy selection or not. I don't think any of these selections are easy because all these guys are separated from the pack by a lot. Um, but I do not think that Kenyon Drake will be a top 12 running back. Yeah. He's at 12. So it's, it's on the fence, but. Uh, yep. But I mean, some people have him higher than all sorts yeah. of people. Exactly. I've seen Drake go ahead of everyone on the top 12 except for Hilaire. Yeah, I've seen Drake go as high as six. Seven. Yeah. Seven. So, yep. He, that, that's, if, if that tickles your fancy. That's where I'm going to go. And none of these decisions are easy when it comes no. to not going to be because, yeah. If you could skip over to a wide receiver, I don't think we really need to. You, right you want to do quarterback? Sure. All right, we're going to do top 12 quarterback. All right, let's go with your lock. So the top, so the top three, Lamar, Mahomes, Dak Prescott. That's, take him out. All right. Take him out. So four through 12, we have Murray, Watson, Wilson, Matt Ryan. Give Josh me Wilson. Allen. I'm going to stop you there. It's going to be Russell Wilson. He'll be a top He's 12. Lock. He's a lock. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just so easy to pick in the top six. Yeah. I decided to take an easy one on the first go-round. Yeah, quarterback at, like. Who's your lock? 
out of this list, well, Matt Ryan's a lock. All right. All right. I'm just going to go in that seven hole. I like Matt Ryan. It's, it's not super safe, but I mean, he finishes like, I think he was like 14 last year. Um, but I like Matt Ryan. Well, their team was horrible. Yeah. Not a lock. I think this one's pretty easy for me. Um, yeah. Maybe not easy for some. I'm going Tom Brady. Tom yeah. Brady will not be a top 12 quarterback. I know it's not wise to bet on the man. I know. And I'm, I'm leaning the same direction. I'm betting on the, the latter, the other 40-year-old, Drew Brees. Drew Brees will not be a top 12 quarterback, folks. No, sorry. I think I look at – there's and even if they're not top 12, they're going to be right around everybody oh. else who's 13 through 17. Those guys are going to get drafted. It's not like it's – like we're not saying like they're not going to have good weeks. Like they're, they're going to be fine. Right. I just would prefer them not. Um, All right. Wide out. Yes. Consensus top three, Michael Thomas, Hopkins, and Adams. I think that in wide receivers, there's a grouping of five that set themselves apart from everyone else. I agree. I, I, would, I would include Julio and Tyreek Hill in that. Yes. I think there's a top five. There's number one, and then there's a top four behind him. And then after that, it's kind of whoever you like. So yeah. Who's, who is your lock? I think I want to play this one a little bit differently. Okay. Um. We're going to do a lock, and we're going to do a which wide receiver from 13 to 20 will be a top 12 wide receiver. So, give me your lock first. A lock? Okay. Who's 6 through 12 is a lock? Which is, for those of you who are not watching, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson the second, Adam Thielen, and Omari Cooper. There's about four that are not locks. <laughs> um, Give me one. Um, Kenny Galladay's a lock. I agree. Lock top 12. I would even say top 10. I agree. Uh, I think after Hill, you could have a strong argument for Galladay. Yep. I think the lock for top 12 is Adam Thielen. Oh, see, I think I hate, he's not a top 12 receiver. You hate Thielen? Not a chance. Mm, I think I sense a board bet. Okay. I think Adam Thielen will be a top 12 wide receiver. And I do not think Adam Thielen will be a top 12 receiver. Put it on the board. We don't have a board. That's fine. <laughs> all right now we look at 13 through 20 who will be a top 12 wide receiver if Thielen's not going to be who's taking his place 13 through 20 well, I would, of those 12 i believe two are Thielen and cooper i'm not putting in the top 12 okay now thir 13 through 20 zach needs to pick one we've got odb juju Robert Woods, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, and Keenan Allen. This is a guy I think potentially can. Like, it, this, could, this could shoot me in the foot. Like, I'm, it's just based on explosiveness. Um, A.J. Brown. I really like that pick. Can be a top 12. Like, he didn't. He didn't start getting hot till week eight. He's, his targets. His target share is going to stay about the same, but he's going to get so many more targets because Tannehill didn't start taking over till like week seven. So his tar like his volume is going to go through the roof. Targets. Well, I don't know about through the roof. That in that offense, his target share is going to be. It's it's going to be limited. There's. there's it'll, it'll still be. It'll still be between twenty and twenty three percent. Yeah. 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 In but terms of. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and I mean, in terms of like points per game basis, the, those last couple of weeks he was on par with the top, the top five. Mm -hmm. So if you give him an extra just fifty targets, which he didn't get at the start of the year, I think he's got the potential to be a top twelve. 
Not, I'm not saying he's a lock to be a top 12, but he's got the potential to be top 12. Okay. I think that Cooper Cup will surpass Robert Woods and be in the top 12. Robert Woods isn't in the top 12. but No, but he, he's on the outside looking in based on this. And I think he's going to stay on the outside and looking in. And it's going to be Cooper Cup will be okay. a top 12 wide receiver. All right. Matt, I know you're, uh, you're listening to this. I hope you are writing this down because it's going to be really fun at the end of the year when we're very, very wrong. Yes. All right, let's move to tight ends. This is hard. I think we have to look outside of the top five. Top five, Kelsey Kittle, Ertz, Andrews, Waller. I think we need to not consider them. And I think for tight ends – Oh, this, this is a hard conversation to have because I know we're both looking Bro. in a sleeper range. Um, if you had to put your money on one tight end turning into the top five group, because there's always one every year, it seems, that surpasses expectations and becomes way up there out of nowhere. You were famously, one of, you were famously the one two years ago to draft Kittle late, late in the, in the draft, and last year I drafted Andrews late, late in the draft. If you had to pick one tight end to be the next big thing who is it you'll find out at the draft i know i don't want to do this topic i don't know i don't know why i brought it up i'm not telling you i i can't do it either sorry don't worry folks as always zach and i will both be taking the next big thing at least that's the way we see it yep so i will not answer that question i can't Uh, do it either I, I i will definitely answer rob gronkowski is not a top 12 tight end uh, that is a fact. And neither is Hunter Henry. I agree. Easy enough. Wow. Well, uh, yep. At the draft, you'll find out. I, like I said earlier, I think this is the year that if you don't get the top five guys that you take at least two, if not three tight ends and you just guess and hope you get one. That's a stud. Yep. So everyone that's listening, just, just wait till draft day. You'll see who we select. Because um, they're going to be studs. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Infamously, Kittle and Waller last year. And I got, and I got Andrews last year. So we will see. Um, we'll find that out. We're not going to worry about kickers and defense. That's neither here nor who there. Who knows? Who knows? Although so, the Vikings did just trade for Yannick and Gakwe today, so that, that might bring their value up a little bit. A little bit. All right. Um, I think, uh, you know what? I I think we wrap up the show. I I think it's been about an hour and a half at this point. Uh, Okay. Maybe maybe we do one more of these topics that I have. uh, Put your name on one and one. Oh, that's that's the uh, that's the segment we just did. Oh, okay. That's your metal. Yeah. So I think uh, we pick one of the next three topics to discuss to end the show. Yeah, I don't know. Skip that last one. I don't think we need to talk about that. Yeah. Hmm. Let's go. Man. Uh, are the Patriots going to win? Win their division this year? Are the Patriots going to win their division this year? Are they? Okay, yeah. Are they going to make the – make it easier. Are they going to make the playoffs? I like the division. Because they've won the division, what, 11 years in a row now? Ten yeah, years, nine years, right on their ass. So, I think that the Patriots are not going to win their division this year, and here's why: because there is a team in Northern New York who's got their number this year. Think so? Yep. Cousin Josh Stallion. They just picked up Stephon Diggs. They've got a top five defense. I think the Bills are going to run away with it this year. I don't think they'll run away with it. Um, I think the Bills are 11-5. and five. Yeah, run away with it's pretty strong. I, I would say the Patriots are still in that 9-7, and 10-6 and six era. Um, I would still say the Patriots are still going to make the playoffs. I think with, that – With adding a team, um, I think they're still going to have a chance to be a 9-10 win team. And last year, 8-8 eight and eight would have made the playoffs. 
So I, I agree. But uh, I, I think that the AFC East is going to come down between those two teams, and it's oh. going to be based on who wins the two games between them or yeah. divisional record. But, again, I wouldn't put it past the Patriots to, like, I think they'll split, honestly. Hmm. Um, I don't think either team – They're not winning in Buffalo. Yeah. I, yeah. I would still – I'm not betting against Bill Belichick. I've done it twice on this show, and I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to do I, it. Tom Brady's not going to be top 12. I know he's not a Patriot anymore. And Bill Belichick is not winning the division. It's not happening. It's not a, it's not a bad take. I'm betting against him. All right. <laughs> All right. And with that, this has been a very long show. I'm not exactly sure how long because I forgot to wear a watch. But as always, we're sipping with the Sarge this year. We'll also be with Zach Stewart. Thank you, folks, and good night.